Namotasa Bhagavato Rahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavato Rahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavato Rahato Sama Sambuddhasa My Dhamma friends, today I'm going to talk about the practice of appreciative joy, modita. The Pali word is modita. So this talk coincides with a very important day, which is Thanksgiving in USA and Canada. But also I wanted to connect uh, myself with this practice of Thanksgiving Today I was taking a walk, a loop, and uh, I said, well, I don't know the history of Thanksgiving in the USA. Of course I read about it. But let me use this practice to thank all people who have helped, my, who have helped, me, helped, me, helped me in my life. I found out there are so many, <laughs> countless beings, and uh, I thank them all beings, for what they have done to make me what I am. My parents, friends, Dharma teachers, Dharma friends, there are so many. But also I took time to thank the trees. <laughs> These are our external lungs. <laughs> they, they give us uh, oxygen. Without them, actually, we cannot live, though we have so many malpractices. Mal- mal- uh, especially the country where I come, they cut, they cut all the trees, and it pains me actually. And after that, they say, "Well, uh, we are praying for God to give us rain." I say, "How God is going to give you rain <laughs> when you cut down the trees?" So, but for me, I really know these are our external lungs. I remember when I used to stay in USA, I used to go to teach in New York from West Virginia. And where I was teaching, it was just on the 10th floor. When I looked around, really there was no, they didn't have trees. <laughs> Some trees, of course, when you look at, uh, I don't know, City Park or these many trees. <laughs> but really around the center, there were, there were just buildings. And where I was coming from uh, at that time, West Virginia, Bavana Society, is full of trees around my kuti, where I stay. It's full of trees. There's even a tree that was just in front of my kuti, where I stayed. In the morning, I would just look at it, and I just hug it. <laughs> Every morning, <laughs> say thank you, tree, for giving me oxygen. <laughs> really, uh, we have to think about all animals and every living beings, all sentient beings, to thank them. It's a very, very important day to thank all beings, all sentient beings. The Buddha once said that uh, there are two kinds, which are very, uh, two kinds of people that are very rare to find in life, in this world. The first one, one who is grateful, um, actually started with one who is generous, who is helping 
without expectation in uh, where, where somebody will give something with, without thinking uh, anything to re in return in other, in other words selfless giving there's a whole practice in india is called uh, kama yoga you give without expecting to get anything back but the second person is one who's grateful when he gets that uh, whatever they get one who's grateful so those are two kinds of people very fine, very difficult to find in the world I think you have your own experience. Uh, Sometimes you give people things and they don't appreciate. <laughs> so I take time also to appreciate you who have come to practice for such a long time. I know your practice is healing the world, the entire world, whether you know it or not. <laughs> really, actually, they have uh, done experiments uh, there is a, a whole documentary movie called "What the, What the Bleep." I don't know if you have seen this movie. When the, it's a, a documentary film about quantum physics, and uh, they they took I think this was T, Transcendental Meditation (TM). Uh, they took some hundred people to meditate in Washington D.C. That's what I remember. I saw this long time ago. 100 people meditated and crime rate reduced from 50% to uh, 25%. I have a vague memory about that, but that's what I remember very well. So what does that mean? Is your practice is not only helping you, but is helping the entire world, the entire world. When you say metta, really, that's our practice, but it's relational. It really helps others also whether they receive it or not, but we have to remember that that really the mind is very powerful. Whatever thought you think, it affects others. It's very, very important to remember. Now, our talk is Modita. It's a Pali word, and uh, it comes from uh, mood, the root mood, which means to be pleased. It's one of the four Brahma Viharas. Uh, and all the four Brahma Viharas uh, belongs to a group of mental states which we call Apamanya, which means boundless. What this means is that the number of people we send this uh, appreciative joy, they are not limited. There's no limit, in other words. There is another Pali word called pity, joy. We should not confuse the two. Joy is uh, a state of mind uh, uh, we see in a different uh, teaching of the Buddha where they talk about when you practice the safe five precepts and you reflect on your practice and then there's uh, freedom from remorse. Then from free freedom from remorse there's gladness. Pamoja. From gladness, there is pity, which is joy. And from joy, there is calmness. From calmness, there is happiness, sukha. From happiness, there is concentration. 
That pity there, though they talk about rapture, sometimes they call it joy, but this is not the same as mudita. Mudita is different because mudita is relational practice whereby you have to reflect on the success of others. So mudita is a quality of the mind, uh, mind heart, that rejoices uh, uh, for the uh, for the success of others, including yourself, of course. You have to rejoice when you're successful. Don't leave yourself out of the equation, by the way. All practices, what we do here, don't never leave yourself outside that, that equation. So it's definitely different, and it's different still from modita, appreciative joy, is different from uh, this joy we talk about in Janas as a Janic factor, different from uh, Piti Bojanga, which is uh, Piti as a fact of uh, awakening. So those are high, exalted mind states. So you know the difference now between Piti and, uh, and, uh, and Modita, which is appreciative joy. So there is a question here I ask always myself. What makes this a Buddhist practice? Because all people I see in different places, religious people, they always say, I feel joy. <laughs> they appreciate also. Hmm? But what makes this uh, so special as part of the teaching of the Buddha? One, phone, uh, one thing that I found out is, just like any other practice, it's specific to Buddhism because the way the Buddha taught was in a relationship with other practices. So then appreciative joy is a basis and support for the practice of ethical conduct. For instance, if let's say you want to appreciate the success of, uh, of somebody, so there's that uh, ethical ethics, integrity that you have, you know, that you're practicing to appreciate others, which is a virtue. That's wholesome. And also when you keep the five precepts, of course. So in other words, appreciative joy is the basis and support uh, of, of sila, ethical conduct. Then we also we can say um, appreciative joy is a basis and support for the practice of concentration. So we can use actually mudita to gain concentration, just like uh, metta. We, we practice it and gain concentration. And also, mudita is a, a basis and support for, the, uh, for, for gaining wisdom. So at some stage, as we practice, we have to switch uh, this practice and get wisdom, seeing the conditioned nature of the thought of mudita also. It's conditioned thoughts. It's conditioned. So if we just turn our focus and say, oh, this also thought of mudita is conditioned. It comes, it comes due to cause and condition. In other words, it's a nature. Then we are getting wisdom. So you can see we align these practices in terms of what the, the meaning teaching of the Buddha, which is Sila, Samadhi, and Panya. 
then it is going to be about stitching. In other words, it's within the context. Another way to look at it is ask yourself, where did the Buddha taught this teaching? Don't single it out and pick it out. Oh, I just want to practice appreciative joy only. I don't care about metta. I don't care about compassion. I don't care about equanimity. No. You need to put it in a context, in a package where the Buddha taught it. So then it's going to be uh, such wonderful teaching. Now, why should we practice mudita, appreciative joy? Here, there is a, a book called The Path of Purification by Venerable Buddha Gosa, gave us the benefits of practicing appreciative joy. It's the same benefits as metta. Though in the scriptures, uh, Buddha, when he taught metta, he gave the 11 benefits, but Buddha Gosa said that all those 11 benefits apply to every Brahma Vihara. That means it, it applies to compassion, it applies to appreciative joy, and even equanimity. So I think most of you know these 11 benefits. I don't know whether there's a teacher, other teachers have talked about them, but I, I can maybe go through them very quickly here. One sleeps well. That's the first one. Second, one awakens well, in other words, easily. And the third one, one, ha, one has good dreams. I call it Dharma dreams. Sweet dreams, in other words. Pleasant dreams. Meditating when you are ah, in heaven. <laughs> when you are sleeping, you just... Really, sometimes you dream like that. Sometimes you dream, wow, I'm enjoying that good state of mind, you know. And you're sleeping, you know. But you're as if sitting on a cushion and enjoying all, enjoying your thoughts and all that. So this is wonderful. It's better than having all these nightmares and all this. I think that's a good trade-off, actually. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Number four. One is beloved by other human beings. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, one is beloved by animals, including bears. <laughs> that black bear, I survived. Mm-hmm. Another one. One who's protected by heavenly beings, devas. Mm. Do you believe in this? <laughs> anyway, don't worry. <laughs> You'll be protected. Another one. Not harmed by fire, poison, weapons. Good luck on that. <laughs> Actually, this is a, a figurative speech. Don't see fires coming and say, oh, I'm coming for a three-month retreat. And all. <laughs> and you say, here I am. <laughs> Though, actually, in the scriptures, we see, especially commentaries, uh, we read about, actually, people being protected. Yeah, but what I'm requesting you, don't <laughs> take it literally. <laughs> 
this is a, a request. Whether you are going to be protected by these three things, don't worry, but just don't reach out for them. Don't weapons, poison, and When I read this one, actually, I've seen a, a, a video clip whereby one had a, a very hard book like this. Very hard book, and asked the girlfriend to, to try to shoot it, to find out whether to go through the book. <laughs> and it went through. <laughs> That's not good experiments, you know. <laughs> this is a true story. Somebody did that. It was a thick book, and said, shoot. Things happen, you know. Seeing many movies, actually, this is from seeing many movies because also I saw a, movie, uh, a video clip where somebody uh, tried to set fire uh, and, and then caught fire. We have a novice monk actually who did so uh, in Uganda, just playing with some kind of, uh, I don't remember the liquid, and actually got burnt. Seeing movies, too much movies, you know, and experimenting on your life is not a good idea. I think so, in my book, anyway. <laughs> Another one. Uh, gain concentration easily. So in case you have trouble in gaining con concentration, this is a practice for you. Where there's metta, compassion, and all. It really brings you to that state where you feel happiness. And happiness is a precursor to concentration. So if you have trouble with gaining concentration, this is a good prescription for you. Ah, another one. One, one's complexion gets brighter. Wow, he's a Mudita Cosmetics. <laughs> Mudita Cosmetics works. Your complexion becomes so bright. Hmm? It's good to try it, actually. Lots of modita. The more modita, the more complexion. Better. Another one, number 10, is you die without confusion. We are not yet dead, but we can always prepare. Do preparation, actually. Mm -hmm. The 11th one, if you don't attend the final awakening, you go to the Brahma world. It's just opening your eyes like this and you're in the Brahma world. <laughs> it's just amazing. With all these benefits, <laughs> really, it's worth it trying, actually. It's worth it trying. Okay, then the next question is, what is Mudita? Let's look at what the commentary gives us here. Again, this is the path to purification. Commentators uh, give very good definitions of the mindsets so that you get to know them very well. This is from Buddha Gosa, the, the path to purification. He talks about the characteristics of, of first mudita is gladness, that's what he says. And the characteristics of uh, mudita is, uh, is gladdening. Uh, produced by the success of others. And then function is being unenvious, right? not envying others. Then the way it manifests, manifests to you is 
elimination of aversion, it will. So it will is going to go out of the window. And now proximate cause, really this is a supporting cause, not the producing cause, is really uh, seeing the success of, of other beings. And uh, he, continue on, uh, he continues like this. This succeeds, this practice succeeds when it makes aversion subside. But it fails when it produces amusement. The way to purity is for one who has much aversion. So in other words, if you have a lot of aversion and it's a big problem for you, this is a very good practice. Then near enemy. Near enemy is something that masquerades itself as appreciative joy, but it's not. And here, Buddha goes as giving mundane joy. But the Pali word is Gehesita, Gehesita, Somanasam. Really, it's householder joy, literally. Literally, it means that. But really, you can see this normal joy when your friend is promoted. In other words, you just rejoice. But when other people are promoted, you feel jealous and envy. So that's not... That's a good way to know that this is not mudita. If you're just only taking only one person who's your friend, and uh, when they're promoted, uh, you, you have joy. But that joy is not mudita. Why? Because mudita has to be a pamanya. In other words, boundless. All beings, not specific beings only, that, oh, my friends, my relative. No, 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 no. That's called mundane joy. This one is really uh, bigger. It's more than that. But sometimes when we have that joy, we might think, I have a lot of modita for you. But really it's not modita. It's just joy, mundane joy. So that's what masquerades as modita, but it's not. Okay, far enemy, this is quite the opposite actually, is when you have aversion. So this is the way how they define. They are very thorough. The commentaries they're very thorough when they they really define uh, this uh, state of mind. Another book which is very interesting uh, is called uh, it's called uh, the Path to Liberation. Vimutimaga. It has something to say with this practice which I found out to be very interesting, and I'm going to read it for you. I think you can see how to practice this kind of practice. So here, Vimutimaga, which is also a very big book, not as big as The Path to Purification. It, it says like this. The new yogi or yogini enters a place of solitude and sits down with a mind collected and undisturbed. So that's how it practice. When one sees or hears that some person's qualities are esteemed by others and that one is at peace and is joyful, then the practitioner, that's what they should do. One thinks thus. May you continue 
on first they say sadu 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 i put the third one actually there there was two but normally we do three i don't know why the book got it wrong <laughs> really in buddhism always we say sadu three times so sadu you'll hear it it really means excellent well done in fact those who have been in asia listening to a dhamma talk at the end of the talk all the listeners will say sadu 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 but don't say it here because he has a different format i haven't seen it here really but when you go to asia and monasteries uh it's like when i was uh, uh i was born as a roman catholic and then we would say hallelujah or something or amen something like that Amen, like that. So uh, here in Buddhism, uh, an equivalent of that is to have appreciative joy, because the when you teach Dharma and listen to the Dharma, these are wholesome qualities. Hmm? Actually, the listeners uh, gain wholesome qualities because you cannot be listening to the Dharma and at the same time thinking about going to do something unskillful. At the same time, you cannot be listening to the Dharma. Maybe sometime you check out, and, but you come back and still I'm here, I'm talking. But the mind still really getting something, eh? good qualities of the Dharma. You know? So that's why one of the ten, uh, ten ways of practicing skillful, wholesome states of mind is listening to the Dharma and also giving the Dharma. So at the end, that's where people say sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Excellent, excellent, excellent. That's what it means. Anyway, we continue with the, what the, this book is talking about. And again, when one sees and hears a certain person does not follow, uh, they said demeritorious dharma, doctrine, sorry, not dharma, but doctrine, or that a person does not follow undesirable doctrine, whatever that is, I don't know. But uh, that's what the book is saying. Uh, or follows uh okay yes when a person does not, does not follow undesirable doctrines and follows desirable doctrines one thinks thus sadu 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 may you continue joyfully uh, i mean may you continue joyful uh may you i think uh, may you continue to uh may you continue joyfully for a long time that's what they say. So this is very interesting for me when I, I read this. It means that you have to use two senses. You see and hear. So you can see that it's relational. This practice is relational. You have to look clearly what other people are going through and then you wish them to be successful. Now, we've seen why we practice this teaching. We have seen what the, the practice is like. Uh, let's go to the last uh, part of my talk is how do we do it? <laughs> so it's very interesting and that's why I like about this teaching is that they don't tell you what the practices are, what's the practice are about, but they tell you also how to do it. So how to do it? We are going to use some of the phrases, and I think that's the last part of my talk. 
uh, we just practice and go through these phrases and really meditate. We're going to meditate on it. But this is how to practice it. Uh, in my book, which is called Sowing the Peace, uh, Seeds of Peace, I came up with an acronym. I came up with an acronym that helps to, it helps me to practice this teaching. It's called RAID. R A I D. The first one, I got it in a way that we see meta. Those who have been coming here in the evening, you've had me chanting Atu Pamaya Sabe Sam Satanam Suko Kamato Pasitwa Kamato Meta Sabasati Subavai. That's in Pali, which is, translates like this Having seen that all beings like oneself have a desire for happiness, one methodically develops loving kindness for all beings. So that's where I put in R. And just instead of meta, I just put having seen that all beings like oneself have a desire for success. One wishes success to all beings. So that's the first R, is to recognize that. It's a kind of putting yourself in other people's shoes. Right? So A stands for accept the fact that all beings want to be successful and no one wants to have failure. No one wants to fail. Really, I haven't seen people say, oh, may I fail? They wake up one day, ah, may I fail? That's not what beings do. <laughs> For me, normally, <laughs> actually, uh, sometime I want to test some of this teaching, Buddha's teaching. I, I see an insect walking, and then I look at it. As soon as it reaches where the table is, like this, or where the stick is, always observe actually in nature. You see a stick, a very, very small insect walking. All of a sudden, when it reaches this obstacle, it goes that way. It doesn't want to, it wants to succeed. It doesn't want to fail, you know. In other words, it doesn't want to stay there and stuck there. It cannot go anywhere. It just goes like this and find a way. It's just amazing. Then my question is what kind of consciousness that insect have? Hmm? <laughs> it could actually climb, actually. <laughs> it's possible. But always I've seen again and again that also it takes another path. So even insects want to be successful in their journey. They don't want to fail. <laughs> so it's amazing. So that's A. You accept that this is the fact. That's uh, how things are. I stands for inclining your mind towards mudita. I get it in two ways. First, from neuroscience. Uh, there's a book called Buddha's Brain, where I read that neurons that wire together, they fire together. Maybe that's too complicated. But it's beautiful when you read that book by Rick Hanson. I've been in touch with him, actually, the writer of that book. It's a beautiful book. But really, if you look at the Buddha, in fact, that's what the Buddha was tell, talking about all the time. He said, whatever you think is what you become. In other words, uh, let us put it this way. 
whatever you incline your mind is what you become. So if you want to have a lot of mudita, you better incline your mind towards appreciative joy. Dalama put it in a different way. He said like this, his holiness the Dalama. You saw a thought, you reap a word. You saw a word, you reap an action. You saw an action, you reap a habit. You saw a habit, you reap a character. You saw a character, you reap a destiny. So in other words, all that starts with one thought after the other. So we need to cultivate these thoughts. That means we need to incline our mind towards uh, Modita. D. D stands for developing. Develop Modita in thoughts, in speech, and in action. Most of the time people say, oh, you know, we are here meditating, we are just sending these thoughts, but are the people going to get it? Well, that's one level when you are thinking. But actually, this practice also is relational. <laughs> Verbally, we have to practice mudita and action. We have to put that into action. Once you, put, you translate this into speech and action, then people will get it. I mean, you can sit here, may all beings uh, be free from... Uh, let us use a, maybe a better... Uh, example here, for instance, when we talk about compassion. Okay, you sit here, may all beings be free from suffering and its causes. May all beings be free from suffering and its causes. That's on a thought level. But then when it comes to speech, you use verbal daggers. You use harsh speech. You use divisive speech. You use meaningless speech. Do you think that would be compassion? Because it has not come to the level of thoughts. You do it, I mean, in, to the level of speech. Though you do it in thoughts, but if you cannot translate that in speech, then you are not maybe practicing very well. And also it has to be translated in action. In action. So that's what I did in the first year when I went to Uganda to start a temple. Everything I was doing on a thought level and speech level because I had limited resources. I would translate Buddha's teaching of compassion through teaching and through speaking. But the way it works in Uganda, once people, they don't see action, they start doubting what you're teaching. So what I did was to inform my friends to collect money to build wells, clean water, and uh, call them to the temple to, to give them food, uh, really help them. Women Empowerment Project. Now I started a school. Children come to school. Then I'm translating Buddha's teaching of compassion into action. So this is where the, your teaching reaches people. In case you are thinking, okay, this practice is only on thought level. No, it's into, in, in, in verbally and also action. It will definitely reach people. Maybe not the whole world but the few people may be around you. So all this teaching of the four Brahma Viharas, they have to be translated into those three areas. Thought level, which we are doing here during meditation. Verbal level, when you talk next time. It's coming up soon, actually. Don't worry. 
No pressure. <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you talk. So can you really talk from a place of compassion, meta, and all these things? So uh, this is uh, the acronym RAID. I hope it makes sense to you, but for me, that's what I do for all Brahma Viharas. They are all into that form. RAID. You can find that book. After the retreat, you can Google. You find out all that where I explain red, even forgiveness practice, mudita, and all this kind of thing. Let's go to uh, how to practice this one. Okay, there are four levels to practice this teaching. One on verbal level, and let's say in your day life, you can repeat this verbally. May you be successful. I enjoy, in your, I rejoice in your success. All these phrases I'm going to give you very soon. You can repeat it verbally, but here maybe verbally is not good because you are keeping noble silence, you know. Yeah, so, but you know, verbally is very good. Especially when I go for, for a walk and nobody's there, I can just talk through trees, you know. Just nobody's there to listen anyway. So, then on another level, you have to drop the words. You have to drop the words. And Repeat this mentally. But actually, by the way, even when we are here on a retreat, we don't talk about people. There's a lot of in, inner chatter. It's like kind of background programs you know, on a phone. You know, Is that in your experience? That dazzles a lot of energy. <laughs> inner chatter. Do you have this one? <laughs> Something talking all the time. <laughs> but you're You're quiet. <laughs> Talk, talk, talk. You need to overcome that. Hmm? And uh, just stay on mental level. So this should be kind of vibration, hmm? this mentally. Then you have to go another level. In other words, to go to that level, you need to connect to the meaning of what you're saying. Not saying words like just superficially, concepts and all that. Just like saying A, B, C, D, one, two, three, like that. No. When we talk about these things, you need to connect to the meaning. What does it mean to be successful? Not only for today, but the rest of your life. The, that person rejoicing the success. It, it has to go now from the mental level to the feeling level, visceral. You really have to feel it. But this is not fake it until you... Hmm? Is it? <laughs> fake, fake it until you make it. This is not it. You don't fake these feelings. Eh? Don't fake it. <laughs> really, it's just something that you really connect to the meaning and now you really feel it hmm? mostly these are pleasant feelings you really feel joy you feel happiness you know and then it goes to the level of concentration how it goes to the level of concentration is actually when we do this practice it kind of suppresses the hindrances like aversion doubt and other hindrances so then you can feel it again uh, allow yourself to drop to these levels, but not by force. It's through repeated practice, like initial application of mind, which is a junk factor. It actually helps to overcome doubt, because uh, then, uh, the, of course, I told you the uh, mudita is the opposite of aversion. Then also, when you do that, uh, less restlessness and uh, sloth and torpor, because your mind is active, repeating these things. And when your mind feels joyful, slowly by slowly then some hindrances will be suppressed and then you are going to gain concentration. Now, how to practice it? Uh, these are a few, 
few phrases that we have here, common phrases. In my book, I wrote about uh, may, I, may you continue to have success, happiness, and good fortune. But we have a few phrases here that I think that we can meditate together and go through them. So let us sit and go through this. Feel sit comfortably, feel at ease. Relax your mind and body. Take a few slow, deep breaths to relax. Just like any other teaching. You have to start with relaxation. You can do that by taking a few slow, deep breaths to relax. Make sure that you are breathing properly, not forcing the breath. As for the practice, can you see yourself as a person who wants to be successful? those qualities of success, like practicing the Dharma here. That recognition that as you want to be successful, other people also need to be successful in the practice of Dharma. Material success, we can suspend it at the moment, but we can think about the practice of Dharma. Also, we accept that everybody wants to be successful and nobody wants to fail. Now we are going to start inclining our mind towards appreciative joy using these phrases. You don't have to look for far away from where you are. All of us we are practicing Dharma. These are we are developing wonderful qualities. can start with dear friends that's the classical teachings starting with the dear friends we are all friends actually here we are all Dharma brothers and sister here though we have not talked to each other but we have connected together we have connected to each other in a very deep way And every, the very fact that we are all united under one theme we are, we are all here to awaken to be free from suffering and causes so we are all friends you can use this phrase May your happiness and good fortune continue.
may wish many people like that, many people around here where you're sitting, may they increase, may they never win, decrease. So you wish the people that their happiness and fortune, good fortune, continue to increase and not decrease. Another variation is, I appreciate your happiness and good fortune. I'm happy that you are happy. This reminds me of Ubuntu concept in Africa. You are because I am, I am because you are. So that's a law of dependent origination actually, in its form, basic form. You are happy because I'm happy. May I appreciate my own good qualities that's really now sending to yourself. May I take joy in good fortune May this joy continue, may it grow. May this joy lead to the deepening of ease and freedom. So you can find which phrase that resonates with you. Continue on. As I mentioned, never leave yourself in the equation. Always you can send Mudita to yourself. May my happiness and success continue. You've been here meditating for a long time. You've gathered a lot of wholesome qualities. And we hope that you don't live here in the garbage, you go with those qualities at home when the retreat ends. So you can start now. May these wholesome qualities of mine continue and not decrease. You can find, by the way, any phrase that resonates with you. The key is that you connect to the phrase. Otherwise, it will feel dry. You can choose success. You can choose happiness. You can choose good fortune. And you go through the phrases. You choose a few. Don't choose so many. Otherwise, you'll be struggling to remember them. Simplify them. Even one phrase is enough. If you choose happiness or joy, appreciative joy, 
can start with yourself to the friends relatives benefactor teacher this can be bunched in one category then to the neutral person most people go to the difficult person but we may not wish to them to be successful in order in, in how to be difficult but we wish them to really to have some spiritual qualities to change and they don't become difficult we want them to be successful in the dharma so that once they see the dharma they stop to be harmful to us and to others and finally always these practices are pamanya to all beings all beings we rejoice in the success of all beings may the success of all beings continue
Okay, this is the end of meditation, but it's not the end of my talk. I have five minutes more. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Sadhu, Sadhu. <laughs> you got it. There's something I want to tell you, actually. That this, this practice, when they come to the West, sometimes we miss the cultural context of these practices. Like um, when I talked about appreciative joy in action, actually I spend a big chunk of my time in Burma and Sri Lanka. It's amazing to see how people translate this in practice. Like for, for instance, when people bring food to a monastery, after we, uh, the, 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 we eat, so people really practice what you call anmodana, appreciative joy. What they do, they put water in, not a bell, but in a container. <laughs> and uh, there is another one, uh, like a kind of a kettle. They put it on, so they put water. So then they say, we are going to practice appreciative joy. Mm-hmm. So the family who brought the food will start pouring and for us we say those chanting and talking about that when you give it's like giving whole thing like you don't give like one hand one seat and another one another one is giving another one hand one seat you give totally in other words so they pour water until it over floods but as they are doing that kind of uh, ceremony they hold each other. They touch each other. It's for me amazing. What does that mean? That I'm rejoicing in your generosity. They actually, each of them touch each other. Like the whole of it. Well, these are the people who have given food. They will all touch each other like this. All of them, they will touch each other on the shoulders like this. Meaning that all of us, we are together as a community giving. And we are rejoicing in your generosity. For me, it's very touching, actually, to see that. So, it's other, in other words, it's not individual. It's all shared. It's just like when you, you light a candle, and you, you get another candle, and you light, and another candle, another candle, the whole thing is so bright, you know? So, in other words, it's done practically. And also, the way they do it so practically, especially in Burma, those people have given food, they don't eat until you finish eating. And that's their practice of rejoicing. In other words, they don't want to get so much involved also in the food and forget the, what they have done. So in fact, you eat, uh, for a Western, I think, to be not easy for to, <laughs> to eat when people are looking at you. But anyway, it happens. <laughs> and the intention is that really to appreciate as you are enjoying the food. <laughs> but the joke, uh, not in Burma, the, Say, when I, I go to Singapore and I teach in Singapore, they say, Bantu have given you this food, but don't enjoy it. <laughs> because monks are not supposed to enjoy food. <laughs> but actually, uh, the intention of, in Burma is that as you're eating, people are really sharing their joy, appreciate joy of what they have done. And after that, it's just amazing. You really see people who are really uh, embodying the practice of joy, appreciative joy. It's practical. 
Another thing that I wanted to share with you, it would be very interesting eh, uh, to have a yogi here who sits uh, four hours, five hours, you go walking and the yogi is sitting and you go back. It will be amazing to watch what's going on in your mind. <laughs> Some of us might have a thought. This person is really, how can, do they, how can they do that? Four hours, five hours, six hours. <laughs> I was in a monastery in, in, in San Jose. Let people from Vietnam, I don't know where they came from. They had, it was a group, but do, 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 that group had a lot of energy. They would sit in a stretch for hours. I don't know how they did, they did it. For me, I had a lot of pain. <laughs> 45 minutes and uh, ah, too much pain, and I have to report my teacher. you know. And also they have to report. For them, they are lay people... Four hours, they report they have been sitting. May I go there? 45 minutes. My teacher said, what? 45 minutes? I start to say, what? Can I? I wish I can talk to these Vietnamese people. How can they sit for four hours? I didn't envy them. <laughs> because anyway, Nibana is not going to get full. That's the beauty of Nibana. <laughs> You never get worried that Nibana is going to be over flooded, you know. And you have no place there, you know. But, always I check my mind. How do they do it? And one stay, has to stay on guard so that you don't have envy. <laughs> you don't have envy, you know. You don't have, you're not jealous, you know. Anyway, time is up. That's, I wanted to say something. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> One last word. I have, <laughs> I've appreciate your practice. Really, really. Imagine coming all the way from Uganda and I don't find a yogi here. Really. And even if I find yogis, and really, your practice brings me a lot of joy. So you are easy mudita target. <laughs> really, honestly, I want to tell you. You are easy mudita target for me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.